0: Wall Street's GameStop nightmare continues as Robinhood shuts down small traders. AOC rejects cooperation with Ted Cruz while accusing him of attempted murder. And the Biden economic cramdown is coming. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. This show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. It's time to stand up to big tech. Protect your data at expressvpn.com slash Ben. There are a lot of reasons why you would want to save money this year. But where could you save money? I'll tell you where, on your cell phone bill. That is why you should be checking out Pure Talk USA. Many Americans say their top New Year's resolution is to save money in the next year. Well, check that box right now. When your family switches to Pure Talk from AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, you could save over $800 a year. That's real money every single month right back in your pocket. You don't have to sacrifice coverage. Pure Talk is on the same network as one of the big carriers, but they charge you half. That's right. No gimmicks, no fluff added to the bills, which is why Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs. How about this offer right now? Get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. If you go over on data usage, they're not going to charge you for it. So, Grab your mobile phone, dial pound 250, say Ben Shapiro. Here's the thing. A lot of these other big cell coverage providers, what they're actually doing is charging you for unlimited data. You're not using unlimited data. What you actually need is unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for 30 bucks a month. And you go over Pure Talk USA, we'll not charge you for it. When you do, when you dial pound 250 and say Ben Shapiro, you say 50% off that first month, dial pound 250, say keyword Ben Shapiro, Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. All righty, so the big story of the day continues to be GameStop. So if you want to see a YouTube video where I actually explain what the hell just happened with GameStop, we put one up last night where I actually take out the Glenn Beck whiteboard. And I explained to you step by step exactly how a bunch of folks on Reddit basically blew out the hedge fund managers by artificially boosting the price of the GameStop stock in order to short squeeze all of these hedge fund guys. Basically, all those hedge fund guys, they had short sold the stock, which means that they had borrowed the stock believing that the price would drop. They borrowed the stock They sold the stock, and then they were hoping that when they had to pay that stock back, they were going to be able, essentially, to buy the stock at a lower price, and then they would pocket the difference. Well, instead, what the Reddit guys did is they saw that people were sort of overbought into the short sales. In fact, 140% of all of the stock, uh, 140% of the float, is what they call it, of GameStop had actually been short sold, which, yes, is actually possible, and So they started buying up the stock like nobody's business, and this forced all of these hedge fund guys to buy stock at exorbitant prices in order to pay back the short sales. And this, of course, drove the market up even higher. And so now the line from the Reddit guys is, hold the line, just keep holding it, because the longer you hold it, the more you're hurting the hedge fund guys. Now, as I mentioned yesterday, it's really, really funny. And again, there's a whole video where I explain exactly how this went down. It's really, really funny. Is it something that is particularly good? Is it like a moral good, what they are doing? not unless you think that short selling is in and of itself immoral, or if you think that the stock market is basically just a casino. I don't think either of those things, I don't think that short selling is immoral. I also don't think that what the guys did yesterday really is per se immoral. I think that they are, they are doing something that is disconnected from market fundamentals in a way that they usually people in the market are not. But is it something that, that should and could happen in a free society? Of course, and all this means is that now the hedge fund managers are going to create a whole new risk assessment category. Right? They're going to start taking out derivatives and insurance, essentially, for the possibility that basically a roving mob of Redditors decide that they're going to blow out a bunch of hedge fund managers. So capitalism always wins, and people are going to find ways to mitigate their risk on this stuff. So was it like a massive overall threat to the market, what happened with GameStop? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was not a long-term threat to the market. It was... Some folks who saw a vulnerability in the market and they exploited that vulnerability in the market that does not make them heroes. It makes them people who exploited a vulnerability in the market by playing a pretty cynical game. That's, it also happens to be damn funny. Okay, it is just very funny that Thick Dad 69 was blowing out the hedge fund guy with the slick back hair and the Lamborghini. Like that, that's really, really funny. It's funny that a bunch of people on Reddit who are like taking a break from playing Call of Duty just decided to band together to take down these major institutional investors. In and of itself, the sort of little guy versus big guy nature of it is funny. It doesn't mean it's moral. It doesn't mean they did something that's like unbelievably great and they've changed the world. Or anything. But, but here's the thing. What they did should obviously be legal, right? It is a legal thing. They did not do anything illegal. They weren't lying to people about the value of the stock. They were officially saying the stock is, over, is, is overvalued, right? We are, we are purposefully overvaluing the stock. So if you want to buy into that, user beware, right? So they weren't lying to anybody. There's no fraud here. It also happens to be the case that small investors should be able to get into the game because there are people in the markets right now, institutional investors, who do play with the markets and do game the markets and do treat the markets like a casino. That does not mean that the market is a casino. It means that there are bad players who do that on the institutional side. And so if people decide that they want to do that on the individual side, it's a free country. You should be able to do that. Well, here is where things get actually dangerous. So I think that it is fair to say, that there's some moral ambiguity to what happened with these folks driving up the price of GameStop in order to hurt the hedge fund managers. There is no moral ambiguity to what Robinhood just did. So Robinhood is an app. It is a no-commission app. It is designed so that you or I, non-institutional investors, can trade. The difference between Robinhood and places like E-Trade is that E-Trade will charge you for each trade, which makes you think twice about whether you actually want to make the trade. If you don't think that the the value of the trade is going to rise above the margin, of the of the charge that you're going to pay for just making the trade, then you don't make the trade. That is not the case with Robinhood. Robinhood is a zero commission service and makes its money in a variety of other ways. Okay, but what Robinhood did yesterday is absolutely insane. And we are going to have to get to the bottom of this. Right, We're gonna to have to find out why Robinhood did this, whether it was an inside job, whether members of the government were calling up Robinhood to help up their hedge fund buddies because the hedge funds were losing hand over fist yesterday. So what exactly did Robinhood do? Well, Robinhood decided that it was going to simply cut off trading on GameStop and a variety of other stocks that the Reddit guys were going after. They just decided we're not going to allow you to participate in buying of that stock. Then apparently, they also engaged in forced sale of some of the stock. So they were saying to people, okay, we know you don't want to sell the stock. We know you want to hold the stock because you want to burn these hedge fund guys. We're not going to let you do that. We're going to sell the stock for you. Those were the allegations that were flying around yesterday. That's nuts. It's probably illegal. If it is not illegal, it should be illegal. Okay, the, the, the basic idea that you can essentially sell people's stock without their permission is crazy. Hey, it's just as crazy to say that small stock players don't get to be involved in the market in the same way that the hedge fund guys are, and that Robinhood is just going to cut it off if they don't like what they are seeing. That, that's, that's nuts. That's wild. Now, I will say this. Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez was very upset about this yesterday. She said, this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. We now need to know more about Robinhood app's decision to block retail investors from purchasing stock while hedge funds are freely able to trade the stock as they see fit. As a member of the Financial Services Committee, I'd support a hearing if necessary, right? This is what she she tweeted yesterday. Ted Cruz agreed. Now, I understand why Ted Cruz would be in favor of folks freely trading in the free market on a free app. Like, I get it. I don't understand why AOC would be. AOC is a socialist, so I literally do not understand why she wants more access by small investors to free markets. The real answer is that she doesn't, right? She doesn't want you to have access to free markets, and she doesn't want hedge funds to have access to free markets. And she's using a convenient club to to beat up the markets, essentially. But that is uh, in and of itself a little bit funny. So Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, she's not wrong on this. It is, in fact, unacceptable. I I don't know what her motivation is. I don't know why she's all of a sudden, I guess it's the double standard that is her motivation. In reality, her preferred cure would not be that you, the small investor, get to play in the markets. Her her preferred cure would be to shut down the markets altogether, presumably. But she's not wrong that what Robinhood did yesterday is truly egregious. The New York State Attorney General said that her office was actively reviewing concerns about activity on the Robinhood app, including trading related to GameStop stock. Unclear whether she is investigating the Reddit folks or whether she is actually investigating Robinhood. According to The Week, Robinhood should consider changing its name to the Sheriff of Nottingham. The past two days have turned Wall Street on its head as Reddit users colluded to buy massive amounts of GameStop stock with the explicit aim of hurting hedge funds that profit off shorting the typically falling stock. Now, again, I don't think there's anything morally wrong with shorting. I think mean, shorting is just a way of repricing the market. A lot of that GameStop trading happened on Robinhood, a free app that allows people to trade small amounts of stocks. But on Thursday, Robinhood decided to betray its name and halt purchases of GameStop stock as well as stock from other nostalgic companies. Now, that is a far bigger problem than anything that the Redditors decided to do. I mean, that is a way bigger problem. When you are saying a particular class of people are not allowed to trade in the stock market because we don't like what they are doing, that is elitism at its finest. It is market manipulation. If you think that the Reddit guys were manipulating the market by banding together and buying GameStop stock in order to shoot up the price artificially and thus to squeeze all of the hedge fund guys, if you think that was artificially playing with the markets and manipulating the markets, it is way worse for the app itself, not individuals to collude together, the app itself and the big hedge fund guys to collude, to basically stop small investors from trading in the markets. That's nuts. It's absolutely tyrannical in the colloquial sense. Robinhood said in a Thursday blog post that after the recent volatility, it wasn't allowing the purchase of new stock from GameStop, AMC, BlackBerry, Bed Bath & Beyond, Cost Headphones, and Nokia, as well as Naked Brands, which may have gotten caught up in the shutdown after a Wednesday direct offering campaign. Robinhood also raised the margin requirements for some securities, meaning users have to now front more of their own money to buy the securities, ostensibly benefiting those with more cash. Right, so now, instead of you being able to borrow money in order to buy the stock, it, now they're gonna make you put up your own money in order to buy the stock. TD Ameritrade and Charles Schwab also increased margin requirements for GameStop stock on Wednesday. Robinhood put out a statement. The statement is ridiculous on its face. The Robinhood statement says that they are trying to protect their users. What, from, from their users? Like that that's that's their statement? They said that they were trying to help their customers navigate this uncertainty. Okay, everybody who's buying in knows exactly what the game is. If you don't know what the game is, you shouldn't be buying in. Everybody knows that this is basically a giant ass prank in which a bunch of people who got in early on the action are going to make a lot of money and the hedge fund guys are going to pay through the nose. The Verge noted that one hedge fund suffering amid the GameStop surge was Melvin Capital Management and this is where things get really ugly. So, one of the things that that is uh is suspected here is that Robinhood basically stopped trading on on GameStop because one of the the big institutional investors that had shorted GameStop was Melvin Capital Management. It incurred like $2 billion of losses over the past 48 hours. It also happens that they are a, uh, are a borrower, apparently, from another hedge fund called Citadel. So Citadel has, has a big share of Melvin Capital Management or some assets under management. Citadel's founder is Ken Griffin, who founded Citadel Securities. Citadel Securities is a giant investor in Robinhood. They also work with TD Ameritrade and Charles Schwab. So what it looks like to the to the suspicious eye, is like Citadel was losing money via, via Melvin Capital because they had to keep bailing out Melvin Capital. And so they went to the, this other app that they essentially own or are heavy, heavy investors in. And, uh, and they said, you know what would be great is if you guys could stop, if you could stop the bleeding, that'd be amazing. And then Robinhood, because they know that their chief investors were unhappy, decided to completely undercut their central mission and just stop low-level traders from engaging in these sorts of plays. Okay, that is really, really bad stuff and probably illegal stuff. Okay, it is it is ugly all the way through. Now, as of this morning, several retailer stock brokers, including Robinhood, said they would allow trades of GameStop again and other volatile companies after restricting customer ability to purchase securities earlier in the day. Starting tomorrow, they said, we plan to allow limited buys of these securities, only limited though, right? so they're not going to allow you to run up the stock price again. We'll continue to monitor the situation and may make adjustments as needed. Robinhood said Thursday morning it would limit buying of the kinds of securities that have sparked an enormous rally in shares of GameStop, the video game retailer at the heart of the frenzy, and AMC Entertainment Holdings, the movie theater chain, and a number of other companies. The decision, of course, drew fire. As I mentioned, AOC didn't like it. Senator Ted Cruz agreed. Again, I don't really understand why AOC doesn't like it, other than she doesn't like Wall Street and sees an opportunity to bash Wall Street. The reality is she doesn't want you to be able to trade in the markets. She doesn't like the markets, period. Right, so the sort of uh, I'm seeing a, f- a lot of folks on the left being like, yeah, Robinhood needs to allow everybody to trade in the markets. What they're really interested in is the fact that these guys hurt the hedge funds. They're not interested in people being able to trade in the markets. Right? If, if Robinhood had decided to restrict its users to to fewer trades overall without any of the attempts to take down the hedge funds, I don't think anybody on the left would be complaining about that. They're looking for heavy regulation. They're looking for more regulation of the markets, not less regulation of the markets. But welcome to the Libertarian Party, comrades. I mean, seriously, come on in. Join the fun. Robinhood said that it was not favoring big traders. They said that they did all of this because of financial requirements, including SEC net capital obligations and clearinghouse deposits. They say it was a risk management decision was not made on the direction of the market makers we route to. Webull, another trading app, said customers would only be able to liquidate positions they had in GameStop, AMC, and COS before they lifted restrictions in the afternoon. So it looked like all of a sudden, all of these apps decided all at once that they were going to restrict people from doing what they were doing, which is wild and crazy and dangerous and obviously requires investigation. Senator Mike Lee has pledged that he would like to launch an investigation into all of this. Ugly, ugly stuff. Meanwhile, Google is salvaging Robinhood's one star rating by deleting nearly 100,000 negative reviews. So people went on to Robinhood and they were like, "Um, OK, this app sucks because I can't do what I want to do. Google then deleted all of that, which is just another way of rigging the market. Right? If the big This falls into the broader category of the big tech bros. They have too much power to shut things down. They do. It is a problem. It is a real problem. That does not mean that government regulation is per se the answer to this. It does mean that if all of these apps can be leveraged into shutting down the common man, then these apps have way too much power. And unfortunately, as we have seen with Parler, when you start building alternatives, the new move is shut down the alternatives by big tech and by government. So it we are living in an authoritarian moment. It is an authoritarian moment and it is coming very often from the people who said at the beginning that they were going to be the democratizers. Remember, Robin Hood's thing was let everyone trade. Well, everyone with a little asterisk. Yeah, the, the everyone does not include you so long as you're hurting hedge fund guys. We'll get to more of this in just one moment. First, let's talk about big tech. So big tech companies, they have too much power, like way too much power. As private entities, they can operate pretty much as they choose. Well, that means that you should not be giving them your data because they're using your data and they're monetizing your data. Protect your personal data from big tech with the VPN I trust for my online protection, ExpressVPN. When I use ExpressVPN, my connection gets rerouted through their secure encrypted servers so these companies cannot see my IP address at all. My internet activity becomes anonymized. My network data is encrypted. I recommend ExpressVPN to anyone who uses the internet, so pretty much everyone. The best part is you don't need to be tech savvy at all to use ExpressVPN. Just download the app on your phone or computer, tap one button, and you are now protected. Protect your internet activity with the VPN I use every single day. Visit expressvpn.com Ben to get three extra months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com Ben to get three extra months for free. expressvpn.com Ben. Go check them out right now. E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Ben. That is expressvpn.com Ben to get three extra months for free on a one-year package. Right now, protect your data from prying eyes over at Big Tech. Now, I will say, as far as the left suddenly being upset about the rigging of markets, as far as the left, again, being very, very upset that small players are not allowed to trade in the markets, the, the reason they are upset is because they see this as a sort of French Revolution class conscious moment. That, that, that is what they see this as, right? The hedge fund guys being taken down by the little guys, and that's good, and we don't want the little guys taken down that way. I have a broader point. I don't really like that kind of stuff. What I do like is the idea that people can trade as they see fit. So I have a broader principle to protect, which is hedge fund guys are allowed to short and you should be allowed to short. Hedge fund guys are allowed to engage in short squeezes. You should be allowed to engage in short squeezes. It is that simple. It is the neutral principle. I do not think the neutral principle applies to people who are, who are conveniently joining this cause from the left. I think that a lot of people conveniently joining the free market cause from the left are doing so specifically because they like that in this instance, this is targeted at, at hurting Wall Street generally. Now, that was my sort of objection yesterday, is I was pointing out that what this really does is it undermines confidence in markets generally. But that said, it is not criminal. They're allowed to do it. And the market's going to make up for that because that's what markets do. They adjust. So the, the, the alliance of convenience remains an alliance of convenience, but better than not having an alliance of convenience, I suppose. CNN's Poppy Harlow, again, not somebody who I would generally think of as a, a free marketeer, uh, was asking, how is it not rigging the game if you can just cut off Reddit investors anytime you don't like what they're doing?
1: These folks feel like this whole thing is rigged against them, and this is their chance with social media, their chance to mm-hmm. actually have a voice. But how is it fair for them then? I mean, I read Reddit is saying, look, we want to protect our investors. But by the way, if you cut them off from making the moves that they want to make with their own money for whatever reason they want to make it, and you don't cut off the hedge funds and you don't cut out Wall Street, how is that not rigging the game? that's exactly, exactly what people are complaining about um, this morning.
0: Okay. And that complaint is, ha- it happens to be exactly right. This is not Robin Hood anymore. Now it's just the Sheriff of Nottingham, right? It is just taking money from the common man and making sure that the hedge funds get what they need. Now, what Robin Hood is going to say is, right, we're forcibly selling your stocks at a massive profit. How is that a loss to you? And the answer is the real reason that many of these people are doing this is not because they want to make a massive profit. It's because they want to screw the hedge fund guys. Right? I mean, that's, that's really what this is about. And they have every right to do that. I may not agree with their motivation. I may think that it's wrongheaded. They have every right to do it. It's a free country. I have the same standards when it comes to free markets as I do when it comes to free speech. I may not like what you say, but you have the right to say it. I may not like how you trade, but you do in fact have the right to trade. Okay, so a little bit of a neutral principle, I think would go a long way here. There will be an investigation into, like I wanna know, did anybody in the Biden White House, there were rumors flying around yesterday from insiders at Robinhood that people in the White House had called up Robinhood and and tried to exert pressure. If that's true, that should be a massive scandal. If it's true that there are folks in the government who are calling up a private company like Robinhood and telling Robinhood to essentially cut off its own users, that's crazy. Okay, and that needs to be fully investigated. I would expect a congressional investigation on that. By the way, if it turns out that Citadel decided that they were going to go to Robinhood and pressure Robinhood into cutting off their own users, that seems like market manipulation at a fairly high level and probably violates the law. So the, 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 the really bad thing that happened over the past 48 hours is not these, these jokers burning the money, right? The, the really bad thing that happened over the past 48 hours is the reaction to that. As always in America, or as usual in America, even when something happens that a lot of people don't like, the reaction tends to be significantly worse than the original action. Even if you didn't like the original action, I know there are a lot of people who did. I had a lot of feedback on yesterday's show. People were very angry that I wasn't like fully on board with the, uh, with the, the giant attempt to take down the hedge fund guys. I get it. I get where you're coming from. We can disagree on that. What, what I think we all agree on is that it is deeply wrong, deeply wrong for Robinhood or any other app to deplatform its own users because they don't like how the users are engaging in free market transactions. That's wild. Okay, meanwhile, Janet Yellen, who's the Treasury Secretary, it turns out that she received around $810,000 in speaking fees from the hedge fund that bailed out one of the primary losers in the recent GameStop frenzy, according to Fox News. Janet Yellen's financial disclosure shows her making $337,500 for multiple days in October 2020 from Citadel. She banked $292,500 in October 2019, $180,000 in December of that year. The Senate confirmed Yellen on Monday. Now, the good news is we were informed by Jen Psaki yesterday that Janet Yellen has a vagina, so we really have nothing to worry about. She said that we have the first female Treasury Secretary, so that's really exciting stuff. Now, is she actually going to recuse herself when it comes time to look at the regulations here? So Jen Psaki was asked about this yesterday.
1: Are there any plans to have her recuse herself from advising the president on uh, GameStop and the whole Robin Hood situation? Well, just to be clear, what I said was that we have the Treasury secretary is now confirmed. Obviously, we have a broad economic team. Uh, The SEC put out a statement uh, yesterday that I referred to. But I, I don't think I have anything more for you on it other than to say Separate from the GameStop issue, the Secretary of Treasury is one of the world-renowned experts on markets, on the economy. Uh, It shouldn't be a surprise to anyone she was uh, paid to uh, give her perspective and advice before she came into office.
0: Okay, that does not answer the question as to whether she will recuse herself. The reports are this morning that she will, in fact, recuse herself as well. She should, considering that she has a stake in this one. Okay, in just a second. We are going to get to more of this. We're also gonna talk about the brand new unity breaking out on Capitol Hill. Spoiler alert, no unity happening. We'll get to that in a moment. First, let us talk about life insurance. So if you are a rational, reasonable human being, you wanna make sure that God forbid something happens to your family is taken care of. Right? They, they don't just lose you if you die. They also lose your stream of income. This is why you need life insurance. While well, Policy Genius can help you make that happen, in 2021, Policy Genius makes it easy for you to compare more than 30 top insurers at once and save over 50% in the process. Plus, there's no hassle because their licensed experts work for you, not the insurance companies. Here's how it works. First, head on over to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much coverage you need, and you can compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Policy Genius will compare policies starting at as little as a buck a day. You might even be eligible to skip that in-person medical exam. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and the red tape. If you hit any speed bumps during the application process, they'll take care of everything for you. That kind of service has earned Policy Genius a five-star rating across over 1,600 reviews on Trustpilot and Google. So make this the year you finally cross life insurance off that to-do list get protection for your loved ones. Go to policygenius.com and get started. You could say 50% or more by comparing quotes. Start the new year with one less thing to worry about. Policy genius when it comes to insurance. It's nice and quite important to get it right. Okay, so the Winkle Winklevoss twins, right, who are a couple of the founding members of the Facebook company, uh, obviously they, uh, they know something about investment. And they, they were pointing out that this is a lockout of regular people. That's what's going on here.
1: I think this is a much larger issue in the thread of our country, And it's fragility and what's happening in the inequality. Um, And frankly, the hypocrisy of the political leaders who say you can't open your business and run your business and make a living during the pandemic. We won't pass a stimulus uh, bill in time.
0: And oh, by the way, now you can't trade. You know, what's the next thing they're going to control and say you can't do? Hey, that is 100 percent correct. That is 100 percent correct. Okay, the, the levels of control that are now being exerted by institutions inside and outside the government should terrify everybody who believes in individual freedom. Okay, freedom is not only dependent on government non-regulation, freedom is also dependent on a culture of freedom. A culture of freedom where people tolerate other people's activities even if they disagree with those activities. This holds true in freedom of religion. It holds true in freedom of association. It holds true in freedom of speech. And it holds true in freedom of contract, in free markets. Okay, the fact that there are so many people who seem willing to throw that out depending on where their interest lies on a daily basis uh, is pretty ugly stuff. Speaking of which we should be able to unify around individual rights right we should be able to we should be able to unify around basic american principles uh, unfortunately all that unity talk that unity talk was a bunch of crap and right? that is not a thing that is real at all from the democratic party at this point joe biden was saying that he is very much in favor of unity right unity this and unity that so much unity happening everywhere so much unity um there's only one problem by unity it turns out as i suggested it, unity can be achieved one of two ways one is We sit down with each other, we agree to disagree, and then we leave each other alone. That is a unity. Uh, Or you could have unity in just the purge in shut up and do what I want you to do. Unity in obey. Jen Psaki, White House press secretary. Uh, She suggested yesterday that Joe Biden's massive executive orders, executive orders, by the way, that are so extensive and so numerous that the New York Times wrote an editorial yesterday asking Joe Biden to cut back on the executive orders. The New York Times. Because Joe Biden in his first week in office issued well over 30 executive orders compared to like five from Trump, four from Obama, zero from from Clinton, I believe, one from George W. Bush. Biden basically just threw them out there like candy. Here's Jen Psaki saying that's all unifying. It's unifying stuff, as it turns out.
1: Part of unifying the country is addressing the problems that the American people are facing and working to reach out to Democrats and Republicans to do exactly that and that's exactly what he's doing. In terms of executive actions, um, he also ran with a commitment to take steps immediately to address uh, the, the pain and suffering that the American people were feeling. And that includes overturning some of the detrimental, harmful, and at times immoral policies uh, and, and actions of the prior administration.
0: It's so unifying. Don't you see how unifying it is to have a rotating dictator that we elect every four years who just puts forth a bunch of executive orders? Super unifying stuff right there. Speaking of some of that unity, so what was one of the executive orders? Well, he signed a presidential memorandum on Thursday to reverse restrictions on abortion access domestically and abroad, imposed and expanded by the Trump administration. Ooh, exciting stuff. The memorandum will, quote, reverse my predecessor's attack on women's health access, Biden told reporters. Now, I was informed by Jen Psaki that he is a very good Catholic. Remember, she was asked about this last week in terms of Biden on abortion. She's like, well, I would just remind you, he's a very good Catholic. Oh, a very good Catholic who wants taxpayer funding for foreign abortions. Sounds super Catholic to me. uh, Biden said the measure, quote, relates to protecting women's health at home and abroad, reinstates the changes made to Title X and other things making it harder for women to have access to affordable healthcare as it relates to their reproductive rights. Oh, so many euphemisms there for killing babies. So many euphemisms. So that rescinds the so-called Mexico City policy every four years. It is reversed essentially, depending on who is in office. The memorandum also directs the Health and Human Services Department to immediately move to consider rescinding the Trump administration rule blocking healthcare providers in the federally funded Title IX family planning program from referring patients for abortions. So that was meant to deprive Planned Parenthood of Title X funding. Now Planned Parenthood will be given Title X funding again. So that is all unifying stuff. So much unity. And the unity extends to Congress. It extends to Congress. So I mentioned a few moments ago that the Honorable and venerable Representative Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. Again, we are not allowed to call her AOC because she has said that this is either sexist or, or derogatory in some way, even though it's literally her Twitter handle, but Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, Representative D Twitch. She had tweeted out in favor of going after Robin Hood and Ted Cruz said, fully agree. She tweets this back, so much unity happening. I am happy to work with Republicans on this issue where there's common ground, but you almost had me murdered three weeks ago, so you can sit this one out. Happy to work with almost any other GOP that aren't trying to get me killed. In the meantime, if you want to help, you can resign. And the entire Twitterverse is like, oh, clap back, clap back. Oh my God, what, slay queen, slay queen. And then she continues, well, you conveniently talk about moving on. A second Capitol police officer lost their life yesterday in the still raging aftermath of the attacks you had a role in. This isn't a joke. We need accountability. That includes a new senator from Texas. Okay, so a couple things. Typically, when you accuse somebody, of complicity for murder, you should have some evidence. And she continued along these lines. She didn't stop. You haven't even apologized for the serious physical and mental harm you contributed to from Capitol Police and custodial workers to your own fellow members of Congress. In the meantime, you can get off my timeline and stop clout chasing. Thanks. Okay. First of all, this lady talking about clout chasing, that's literally all she does. It's like Instagram and Twitter, and that's clout chasing for her. What's the last major piece of legislation that had any level of support in the Senate that she supported? Like, what, what has she done? legislatively. The answer is nothing, which is why all of the Democrats kept her off of the committees that mattered. But she said, happy to work with other GOP on this. Yeah, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. It's not cloud chasing, by the way, to accuse a fellow congressperson of murder, of attempted murder. That's not cloud chasing. That's just her being honest and clapping back and slaying, Queen. You know, I wonder if Steve Scalise has anything to say about this, too, maybe like Bernie Sanders. You know, if, as long as we are going to just simply suggest that congresspeople are responsible for the attempted murder of other congresspeople, how about like Steve Scalise was almost shot to death by a guy who was a Bernie Sanders follower, follower shouting, this is for health care. Don't see Steve Scalise accusing Bernie Sanders of murder, but this is like this is the new this is the new unity. The new unity is if you disagreed with me and then some people did a bad thing and agreed with you, then that means that you are responsible for those bad people. This is ugly. She knows it's ugly. She knows it's untrue. There are. The, Does anyone reasonably think, like on any reasonable, rational level, that Ted Cruz was complicit in the attempted murder of Alexander Ocasio-Cortez? I understand the man's the Zodiac Killer, but put that aside. Is there like any evidence of that at all? You know that that tweet that she sent out, that that one where she accused a senator, a sitting senator of murder, has 739,000 likes as of this moment? (sighs) 739,000? Yeah, our country's coming together like nobody's business. I can feel that unity breaking out all over. There's plenty of reason that you can chide Ted Cruz for getting in on what I think was a cynical play to pretend that there was the ability to overthrow electors at the at the senatorial level during the vote verification. I think that those are legit criticisms. To suggest that he is responsible for attempted murder by nuts shouting QAnon slogans who broke into the Capitol building looking for blood is is. Honestly, it's sick. I mean, like that—that that, you have to be kind of a sick, a sick puppy to, to say that sort of thing. Really, that, that's, that's pretty amazing stuff. And I've been strict on this, on both sides, right? I've done this for, for, for years. I've said, you're not responsible for nuts, taking your words, twisting them, and then doing something bad about them. Because human beings and adults have agency. But again, it's not about that. It is about cloud chasing. For Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, the, the whole purpose for her is disunity, lack of unity, is going to be the theme. Because the less unity there is, the more people like Alexander Ocasio-Cortez cl- get to claim that they are on, the, they, they are on the, the side of the angels and they are, and they are the, the fully vested crusaders for truth, justice in the American way, or the, uh, or the Soviet way, as the case may be. In just a second, we'll get to more unity from our members of the house. Lots of, lots of unity breaking out, I'm seeing. It, it, it truly is amazing because there could be, there, there was. I mean, I was there, I remember, right? You were alive too. We are all alive at this point. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, the chances are you were alive when the January 6th riots happened. And I seem to recall Vice President Mike Pence, the Vice President to Donald Trump, standing there and condemning that stuff and Mitch McConnell and every other Republican. So the notion that they were complicit in the attempted murder, unless you have some hard evidence of that. Democrats, by the way, have been saying this since January 6th. I would love to see hard evidence of Congress people who are actively involved with the the attempt to kill Congress people and cops At the Capitol. Mainly because I want to see anybody who was go to jail. And those people should go to jail. There's a case that they would be involved in treason if they were. How about like a shred of evidence for that? Gross. Okay, we'll get to more of this in just one second. First, let us talk about how you improve your employment base. So here at The Daily Wire, we are growing like nobody's business. We are a fast-growing business. That means we need new employees all the time. Where do we turn? We turn to ZipRecruiter. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Wire. ZipRecruiter does all the work for you. When you post a job on ZipRecruiter, it gets sent to over 100 top job sites with one click. Then ZipRecruiter's matching technology finds people with the right skills and experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other services may overwhelm you with applications to sift through, ZipRecruiter finds what you are looking for, the needle in the haystack. In fact, ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the very first day. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com dailywire. And that is ZipRecruiter.com slash D-A-I-L-Y-W-I-R-E. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Wire. ZipRecruiter is indeed the smartest way to hire. Go check them out right now, ZipRecruiter.com. all we're going to get to more unity. Unity, unity, unity in just one second. First, it's that glorious time of the week when I give a shout out to a Daily Wire member. Today, it is HardyKids2021 on Instagram who sends the perfect zing to a group of full-grown babies. In the pic, four adorable kids are sitting on a couch, happily enjoying the world's greatest beverage vessel. The caption reads, Some of the Politico staffers throw better tantrums than my kids. Glad Ben Shapiro sent each one a leftist-tears tumbler for their tears. Thanks, Daily Wire, for all you do. Sums it up nicely. Really appreciate it. Thank you for the fantastic pick, and thank you for being a Daily Wire member. If you want to be the person featured in that pick next week, well, you should probably become a member. Speaking of which, when you become a member, you get access to our very first film here at the Daily Wire. We are entering the entertainment business. Our first film is Run, Hide, Fight, and it's exclusively for Daily Wire members. You can catch it over at dailywire.com on our mobile app, on our streaming apps at Apple TV and Roku. If you're not a Daily Wire member yet, use promo code RHF for run, hide, fight to get 25% off. That is run, hide, fight for 25% off right now. If you check out run, hide, fight on Rotten Tomatoes, the statistics will show you that the critics, not fans, but you, definitely fans, 25% from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, 93% from over 2,300 user ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. That's the kind of stuff we want to make, the kind of stuff the critics are going to hate because it ain't woke. The kind of stuff you love, because it ain't woke. Go check it out right now over at dailywire.com on our mobile app or on our streaming apps at Apple TV and Roku. If you're not a Daily Wire member yet, use promo code RHF to get 25% off. That is RHF, run, hide, fight for 25% off. You're listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. All righty, so all that unity breaking out in the Capitol building, it's really exciting stuff. That, that's the theme of the Biden administration is unity. So Nancy Pelosi says the enemy is in the house. Yeah, that's always good is when when you say that that like there are lots of your actual enemies in the house. So here's Nancy Pelosi talking about this.
1: I do believe, and I have said this all along, that we will probably need a supplemental uh, for uh, more security for members. When the enemy is within the House of Representatives. What exactly did you mean when you said the, that the enemy is within? What exactly did, it did you It means that, that we have members of Congress who want to bring guns on the floor and have threatened uh, violence on other members of Congress.
0: Oh, okay. Well, how about some evidence of that? Like, lots of evidence would be great there. If you're literally accusing members of Congress of being complicit with people who are attempting to kill other Congress people, some evidence would be nice because that's a criminal charge that you're throwing at somebody right there. So feel the unity break out there. By the way, there would be unity if you show evidence of that and not only expelling those members of Congress, but having them prosecuted. I mean, pretty obviously. Any evidence forthcoming? Any time in here would be really, really nice. Meanwhile, speaking of, you know, lowering the temperature. So MSNBC had a guest. That guest yesterday suggested that um, if a a radical Muslim used Donald Trump's rhetoric, we would be talking about drones striking them. That definitely is not threatening or violent language in any way. You know, we had a period... After 9-11, where we were trying to get left to boom, as they would say, you know, in counterterrorism, which is, can you yeah. get way up uh, up the stream of an attack and start to root out all of the confluences which bring about that attack? So, as Miles is talking about, he's exactly right. If you took what President Trump said and you instead put it in Amwar Aliki's mouth, we would be talking about a drone strike overseas. So, it, that's one aspect with our political leaders, you know, talking about this rhetoric. Okay, so yeah, that that's great. You know, we would definitely drone strike Trump if he were a radical Muslim, like a, like an Islamist, which which he is not. So sure. That, that, can you feel the temperature lowering, guys? Can you feel things getting better? Can you really feel it getting better? Meanwhile, remember that time during the, um, during the 2020 election when all discussion of Joe Biden's family was off limits. Remember that time where if you said Joe Biden seems like he kind of has a corrupt family that are happy to use his name in order to run around the world picking up bags of cash, that was considered a faux pas. It was considered unpleasant. Remember that time? Well, now it turns out that um, the media are allowed to report on it now. So that's exciting. Now, Now the media have decided the election is safely over. So we're allowed to report on the fact that Joe Biden's family is super duper, duper corrupt. Both the Daily Mail and Fox News reported in late December that Hunter Biden was in the process of offloading his stake in a Chinese private equity firm called BHR, according to the Daily Caller. Only one problem, Hunter Biden still is holding a 10% stake in that Chinese private equity firm. The Daily Mail and Fox News cited an unnamed source with Hunter Biden and his business dealings. But Hunter Biden continues to hold that equity stake through his company, ScanEdel's LLC, as of Wednesday, according to Quishinbao and Baidu, two independent services that provide business records on Chinese corporations. Hunter Biden is the sole benef- beneficial owner of that LLC. BHR manages the equivalent of $2.1 billion in assets and is co-owned by the Chinese state-controlled Bank of China. So no possibility of a corruption here, given the fact that Hunter Biden owns a 10% stake in a Chinese government state-sponsored company. Probably that's fine. Meanwhile, Joe Biden had to issue like an actual overt warning to other members of his family for using his name in their advertising. According to Politico, in the midst of his campaign for president, Joe Biden took his younger brother Frank aside to issue a warning. For Christ's sake, watch yourself, Biden said of his brother's potential business dealings, according to a person with knowledge of the conversation. Don't get sucked into something that would, first of all, hurt you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure that that was what Joe was typically worried about. Biden, whose tone was both jocular and serious, according to the person, seemed to know what is becoming plainly obvious now. His family's business ties threaten to undermine an administration whose messaging is centered on restoring integrity in the White House. Oh, it's, it's, it's becoming plainly obvious now, you say? Why, oh my, wh- like now, in January of 2021? And some of us had been pointing out that there were corrupt dealings inside the Biden family for years, but it only became relevant. Imagine, and now, you know what? It's not threatening his campaign anymore. Now it's only threatening his White House. Well, I mean, it's amazing how that happened. I mean, imagine if we had had like a copy of Hunter Biden's laptop that was publicly available as of October and being printed in the New York Post. That seems like that might've been relevant. Maybe there's some information, you know, on that laptop about corrupt business dealings between members of Joe Biden's family and foreign adversaries. Maybe- Maybe we should have reported on that at the time. Oh, wait, you say that social media shut down all dissemination of that information and that the mainstream news media decided to essentially ignore it, calling it a right-wing plot? Oh, that? Yeah, well, ne- look, it's safely over now. Now we can talk about it. So is talking about it now. Relatives' money-making ventures, most prominently his son Hunter's overseas dealings, have long dogged Biden, but it's taking on a new dimension now that he's in the White House. Only a week into his presidency, Biden already has had to answer for matters related to his family. A law firm ad promoting Frank Biden's relationship with the president caused a stir when it ran on Inauguration Day. A federal investigation into Biden's son, Hunter, has invited scrutiny of just how strict a firewall he'll keep between the White House and the Justice Department. Another one of the president's brothers, James, has previously come under fire for his business dealings. Florida super attorney and Democratic donor John Morgan said business sensitivities were coursing through Biden world this week after the report about Frank Biden's law firm. What Frank told me is my brother loves me dearly, but if I lobbied, he would cut my legs from underneath me. Morgan said Frank Biden told him this week. Oh, yes, I'm sure. I'm sure that that's that's perfectly accurate. I'm sure that if Frank Biden lobbied Joe, Joe would just cut him off dead. That's not stopping Frank from going around touting the fact that Joe's brother, is it? The intent of Joe Biden's initial conversation, according to the person with knowledge of the conversation, was to protect Frank from being hurt and vilified in the event his big brother, Joey, was elected to the most powerful position in the world. Okay, I have a feeling that the, uh, the person who reported this initial conversation might be connected with Joe Biden. Just just a thought. It's an anonymous source who's privy to a conversation between Joe Biden and his brother. I wonder who the, the source could be. So many possibilities, considering there were two people in the conversation and only one of them benefits from this conversation. But I'm, I'm so glad that, that now we have decided that, that it's time to cover this stuff. So well done, everybody. And speaking of which, the, the Biden administration agenda is already starting to make itself felt in terms of what what people would call crony capitalism. It is not, in fact, crony capitalism. It is just called corporatism, where the federal government essentially subsidizes particular business lines that are in line with its thinking. Companies are already taking advantage of this. It is super corrupt, and it is really bad. Typically, companies should serve the customer. They should serve markets instead of serving government subsidies. Unfortunately, now that you have a big government liberal in charge, This is exactly what you're going to get. GM has now announced it will sell only zero emission vehicles by 2035. Why amazing that they waited until after Joe Biden took office to announce that they were shifting their entire production line, almost as though they know that if they do that and then Joe Biden either forces all the other car companies to do it or they fail, Joe Biden ends up paying them, that they're fine. So it's a win win for them. They're a major car company. They can get into this with all sorts of government subsidies. They can know that other companies are going to have to do the same thing. And then if things go bad, they know that because they did their best for Uncle Joe, Joe is going to pay them. I mean, it's fairly obvious that this is the case. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, a child's life is molded by his or her home, school, friends, community. A positive experience in all these areas helps build a healthy child. Cars for Kids, that's Cars with a K, is a registered nonprofit organization aimed at giving children the tools to succeed in life. If you have a car that's just sitting in your driveway taking up space, you should consider donating it to Cars for Kids. You know, Cars for Kids, they've got that jingle, right? The one cars for kids K-A-R-S, you, you know it. If you're tired of looking at that old car in your driveway or hearing your spouse complain about it, why not let Cars for Kids take care of it for you? Here's how it works. Visit their website at carsforkids.org, ben let them take care of it from there. The whole process only takes two minutes. Cars for Kids will schedule a pickup at a time that's convenient for you. If you don't have a car, you can still help. Cars for Kids accepts non-cash donations of school supplies, clothing, sports equipment, and more. So what exactly are you waiting for? Call now or visit carsforkids.org slash ben to get the ball rolling today. That's Cars of the K, the number four at CarsforKids.org slash Ben. That's CarsforKids.org slash Ben. According to the New York Times, the days of the internal combustion engine are numbered. General Motors said on Thursday it would phase out petroleum-powered cars and trucks and sell only vehicles that have zero tailpipe emissions by 2035, a seismic shift by one of the world's largest automakers that makes billions of dollars today from gas-guzzling pickup trucks and sport utility vehicles. The announcement is likely to put pressure on automakers around the world to make similar commitments. It could also embolden President Biden and other elected officials to push for even more aggressive policies to fight climate change. Okay, what it's actually going to push for is Joe Biden to provide massive subsidies to GM. If you think that major corporations don't know where their bread is buttered when a Democrat is in the White House, they know exactly where their bread is buttered when when a Democrat is in the White House. Leaders could point to GM's decision as evidence that even big businesses have decided it is time for the world to begin to transition away from fossil fuels that have powered the global economy for more than a century. Love the way the New York Times is pitching this as though GM doesn't see the writing on the wall, as though GM in a perfectly free market situation without government subsidies on the table or government compulsion on the other end would be throwing away its most lucrative lines of business. Nope. They just know, again, that if things go wrong, they get filled in by the feds, meaning you and by me, and that they can also leverage the government into essentially forcing smaller automakers or automakers who don't have the same sort of potential connections with the government into doing things that are costly for them and wiping them out. According to the New York Times, Jim's move is sure to royal the auto industry, which between car and parts makers employed about 1 million people in the U.S. in 2019, more than any other manufacturing sector by far. It will also have huge ramifications for the oil and gas sector, whose fortunes are closely tied to the internal combustion engine. Electric cars are the fastest growing segment of the auto industry. They still make up a small proportion of new car sales, only about 3% of the global total. Sales of such cars jumped last year in Europe and China. They remain niche products in the United States. They're bought primarily by affluent early adopters who are drawn to the luxury models made by Tesla, which dominates the business and by environmentally conscious consumers. And a lot of uh, There have been a lot of studies on this, and it turns out a lot of the folks who, who buy electric cars do so because they sort of want respect from their neighbors. It really isn't about the, the wonders of the, the electric car. Tesla makes a really good product, but they did a study, I believe it was in San Francisco, where they examined how many people were buying Priuses, which look all weird, and so you know they're electric, and how many people bought the Honda Hybrid, which looks the same as the Honda non-hybrid. Very few people bought the Honda Hybrid, so it wasn't about the environmentalism. It was about the virtue signaling to your friends and neighbors. All, all that's fine. But the idea that you're going to replace 90% of the American auto market with electric vehicles, which are significantly more expensive and generally require government subsidies. The reason GM is doing this is they know that there's taxpayer money on the table for them. That's why they're doing this. And now the game begins because now government says, even GM is doing it. Look at that. Let's regulate and provide subsidies. Everybody knows the game. Everybody knows the game. This is not a, this is not for GM about sudden altruism. All this is for GM is about market capture. And that's what happens when you have somebody with a giant bag of taxpayer cash in the White House, waiting to blow it, which is exactly what we have right now. Okay, meanwhile, we are now learning, shock of shocks, that uh, Andrew Cuomo is in fact a garbage heap. So when it comes to COVID policy, uh, Andrew Cuomo has obviously been horrible all the way through. Some of us were mentioning the fact that Andrew Cuomo was wildly, wildly undercounting deaths inside his own state for a long time. He had been suggesting for a long time to Andrew Cuomo that not that many people died in nursing homes. And there are reports for months that Andrew Cuomo was deliberately undercounting deaths in nursing homes by gaming the system. What he was saying is, if you were diagnosed with COVID and you lived in a nursing home, and then you went to a hospital and you died there, not in the nursing home, he counted that as not a death in a nursing home. What does this mean? It means he was undercounting deaths in nursing homes by about 50%. We've known this for months. Now, the mainstream media have decided to catch up on all of this, According to Mediaite, New York State Attorney General Letitia James has accused Andrew Cuomo and his administration of drastically undercounting COVID-related deaths in nursing homes. Citing a 76-page report released on Tuesday, New York Times reporter Jesse McKinley revealed the administration may have cut the death rate in nursing homes by up to 50%. Remember that time when Andrew Cuomo was the most honest of all governors and Ron DeSantis was gaming the stats? And it turns out Ron DeSantis has been way more transparent with the stats than virtually anybody in American government. And Andrew Cuomo is just a damned liar who writes books for profit about how he overcame the COVID crisis by killing all the olds. Preliminary data obtained by OAG suggests that many nursing home residents died from COVID-19 in hospitals after being transferred from their nursing homes, which is not reflected in the Department of Health's published total nursing home death data, reads a summary of the report's findings. The attorney general's office began receiving complaints regarding COVID-related neglect at nursing as early as March 2020. The office has received more than 770 complaints through August 3rd, another 179 complaints through November 16th. His administration has been accused of hiding the accurate estimate of nursing home deaths as they only counted deaths in the actual homes. One specific facility, for example, reported 11 deaths to the health department, for example. James's survey of the same facility found 29 unrecorded deaths, noting 27 died while well at the home, 13 died after being transferred to a hospital. So truly, well done there, Andrew Cuomo. Just a quick flashback, you're, you're trustworthy and reliable media. Here's what they had to say about Andrew Cuomo for literally months. He was the greatest of all governors.
1: I heard, though, that you had a crush on our boyfriend, Andrew Cuomo.
0: Dude,
1: everyone does, right? I think he's fantastic. You know Cuomo. He even had a 70% approval rating in in April with Republicans. Why? Because he was leading. Even lifelong Republicans tell me they look at Cuomo and they're like, God, there's a leader. Governor Cuomo, who has been a leader in calling for a science-based Uh, ways to fight this coronavirus. The Academy says that he's being recognized for, quote, his leadership during the COVID pandemic and his masterful use of television to inform and calm people around this world.
0: Oh, goody, goody gumdrops. So that guy, that was the one you guys guys gave him Emmy. You said he was the best governor in America. Really well done across the board. And I trust all of you in the media to tell me the truth about COVID and everything else because you were so accurate on this one. I also trust Anthony Fauci, right? Anthony Fauci said that Governor Cuomo was amazing. He did an amazing job in New York, Anthony Fauci said. By the way, Fauci is now apparently at at odds with other members of the Biden administration, the world's greatest doctor. I can't believe it. I can't believe the Biden administration is sending out people to contradict the world's greatest doctor. Don't they know that the world's greatest doctor is the master of science? Don't they know this? Don't they know that Anthony Fauci has a monopoly on the science? Well, here is um, a Biden COVID advisor rebutting Fauci and saying the double masking makes no sense at all, actually. Uh, in terms of the using the face cloth coverings, doubling them, actually, we need to be very careful about that. That may actually be counterproductive, not helpful. Uh, we know, and I'm not an aerobiologist, but uh, we know that, in fact, they may actually impede the movement of air in and out, causing it to actually escape in the big crevices between the cloth and your face. That's a bigger problem,
1: not a lesser problem than one.
0: Whoops! Whoopsie doodle. Well, Anthony Fauci being contradicted again. I can't believe that the Biden administration would shut him down this way. How cruel, how wrong, how vile. All righty. Well, you know what? We've hit the weekend. I hope that you have a safe and secure weekend. And I hope that you don't burn things down over the weekend. I keep saying this weekend after weekend. Every weekend we come back and something new is burned. So please don't do that. We'll be back here later today with an additional hour of the Ben Shapiro Show first. You cannot forget to end your week by watching The Andrew Claven Show. Drew is officially back every Friday for an extended show. He's got an exciting show planned for you tonight. Head on over to dailywire.com this evening and tune in. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Andrew Clavin Show, The Michael Moles Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. Thanks for listening. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Colton Haas. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producers are Mathis Glover and Robert Sterling. Production manager, Pavel Wydowski. Our associate producers are Rebecca Doyle and Savannah Dominguez. The show is edited by Adam Saievitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Coromina.